0: This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. The podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. You're not going to tell everyone about how uh, you were on extenders? I wasn't on extenders. Are you joking? Oh my gosh, I think I did say that I was...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make it
0: up, did
2: I?
1: Laura, I am so excited for this episode because we have the most exciting news to share
0: we do and i'm absolutely buzzing we are both absolutely buzzing because we've been wanting to tell you this for ages we can finally now announce that next year on march the 3rd we are doing drum roll please lauren <laughs> <laughs> our first ever live show in london oh my god i'm so excited and i am um, so nervous are you nervous too just me no i am nervous but i'm more excited than nervous
1: like this it. we're both so excited it is going to be so much fun and it's going to be at the start of spring so it's going to just be this like little beacon of joy that gets me through winter i'm very excited what we're thinking for it is just going to basically be like one of these episodes but we'll all be there together and we can all talk and we can hug if you'll let us hug you and we're even hoping to get a few special guests to join us
0: yes definitely so let us know Know if there's anyone that you really want to join us, uh, it's going to be on the evening of Friday, March the 3rd at Bush Hall in West London and it's not going to be recorded. So, you're definitely going to want to be there if you can make it. We would absolutely love to see you there. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Please come. It's open to absolutely everybody. And this is the important bit. So, tickets are going to be £17.50 and they are going to be released next Tuesday, the 29th of November at 10 a.m. The link to buy tickets will be all over our Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod and in next week's episode description.
0: And as a thank you to our subscribers on Patreon and Apple Podcasts, you'll also get pre-order access this Friday, so you'll be able to get your tickets early. If you want access to the pre-order, just make sure you become a subscriber on Patreon or Apple before the pre-order starts on Friday. You'll also get the usual subscriber benefits like ad-free and early episodes. And if you join the upper tier on our Patreon, you'll also be able to join the Zoom calls we're going to start hosting, which is very exciting. There's more information about all of that on the Patreon and Apple subscription links in the episode description.
1: We are so bloody excited and we can't wait to see your beautiful faces and meet you all. So a reminder of all the information, it will be on Friday the 3rd of March at Bush Hall in West London. Tickets will go on sale for £17.50 next Tuesday at 10am and pre-order will be open this Friday.
0: And if you have any questions or if there's anything you want us to check with the venue, for instance, accessibility or the width of the seats, then you can email us. Golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk is our email address. (laughs) So last season we promised we would do an episode on the menopause and I'm so excited we are finally doing it. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting all things getting older and menopause and how that impacts your relationship with your body.
1: I am so excited for this one. Laura and I have wanted to do this since the beginning. And so we had to have a guest join us today. And we are so happy that we have the guest that we have because Laura and I are both obsessed with her. And I know a bunch of you will be as well. You might know her as Impo Life, Vicky, hi. Welcome to Go. Oh, love yourself. How are you?
2: I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I am. I'm so happy to be here your old person that's been brought in.
0: (laughs) 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 Not Uh, at all. Can we just say that? Not at all.
2: (laughs) I love it. Gosh, it's an absolute blessing to be my age. Do you know what I mean? And I think we really need to get that across all the time is that this is a privilege. Caroline Hirons, she says, growing old is the goal. Why are we all working against this all the time? Let's just rejoice. And it's, if it's come from Queen Caroline, I will, I'm will. i going to oh. put it on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know. I mean, let's
0: praise be. This praise, praise be. Praise be.
1: Queen <laughs> Caroline Iris. Oh,
0: my God. <sighs> so, Vicky, before we get started, we do have a question for you. Our favourite saying on the pod is, of course, the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. So, we want to ask you, what is the most interesting thing about you?
2: I so wish... I thought this through because I knew you were going to ask me this. (laughs) The thing that people talk about and have done since I was little is my dimples. Oh, you do have dimples. And the great thing is that as I've got older, I've just got more. You're not going to tell
0: everyone about how uh, you were on EastEnders?
2: What? I wasn't on EastEnders. Are you joking? No.
0: When we met at the Judy Love event, I was like, I know you. Where do I know you from? And you were like, EastEnders. And I was like, oh, right. (laughs) You did, didn't you? Have I just made this up? Have I just made this up completely? I mean, I might have said it
2: as
1: a joke. I'm pretty sure you
2: (laughs) did. Oh, this whole time a disappointment. You thought there was some sort of amazing thing to bring out of me that I was in EastEnders and maybe I met Babs,
0: but no. Oh, I
2: dusted for you. for
0: months, for about a year, actually, I've been thinking that you were like an actress before you did all this online stuff. Oh my gosh, I think I did. I think I did say that I was... You <laughs> <laughs> did,
2: didn't, you? I didn't
0: make it up, no, did but I? No, I
2: did, but like, as a, oh, because you were like, no, I know you. And I was like, yeah, he's standing Oh, you were no. joking.
0: Oh, wow. Note to
2: self never say anything
0: <laughs> it's just I to mean- Laura. <laughs> I am the most thick, gullible person you'll ever meet. Are you going to have to cross off all your EastEnders <laughs> questions now? <laughs> I don't have any, to be fair. Right, we don't have later, any. See you later. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> dun, dun. Oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh. This is so funny. I can't oh. believe I actually, like, genuinely thought that. Yeah, forget your dimples, but weren't you in EastEnders? Really <laughs> oh, okay. So, since EastEnders, uh, tell us <laughs> how you can... <laughs> How does impo come about? What does it mean? <laughs> have we have, this is going to be carnage, isn't it? I can tell? Honestly, if I
2: went back, I don't know what is it five six years ago, and knew that this was going to happen, I I probably would have stayed off Instagram, which sounds awful, and I would have missed out on so much because I just came on to sell a few prints. That was it. That that you know I I make art. I used to be a journalist a long time ago, and then I had um lots of children and i knew i couldn't go back because i was such a different person but also the world had really changed like when i was a journalist there was no google <laughs>
0: that's that's how old I was. how did you cope? that actually has sent shivers down my spine well we had
2: to phone people and we had to go on doorsteps and we had to knock and like chase people down the street <laughs> but yeah it's it's a funny old thing and my kids were like oh, you need to go on Instagram and you'll be able to sell through Instagram. And I was like, isn't it avocado on toast? And it it really, it sort of was back then. It was about pretty Mm. pictures, but I went on and I just started to read and I could see the community. I could see that there was this lovely vibe that if you hit it right, you could find your people. And so that's what I did. I just tried to find the people I liked and like build up, Basically, a customer base at your door, and then it it steadily grew, but I feel like all I do is dick about and then it's become my job
0: that's not true you you are so articulate, and I think you have the most beautiful way you know like although it is a privilege to grow older like you say, like it is it can also be quite scary and daunting, and there's lots of change, isn't there, and you're honest about that
2: and i I think the changes all along the way. I just wish all the things that I wish I knew or felt, I just want to tell people like, you know, even with the kids, I dreaded the teenage years, absolutely dreaded them, mainly because I remember myself as a teenager, but I I never realised they were so outweighed, all those negatives that actually you forget that we're so lucky. And they, these guys, they just bring so much joy and so much happiness, you know, in amongst all of the things that, you know, teenage brings. But I never once in all that time looked forward and thought, oh, imagine we could do this or that. I think we all know the negative narrative is so big in everything. You know, it's easier to pin all of those thoughts. It's I I feel like, well, I am. I'm sort of conditioned to just carry all of those. And then when the moment comes, I'm like, oh, oh, hello. (laughs) There is joy here. But I wish I could sort of train myself to look forward a bit more. And that's what I I think in the last 10 years, I think that's what I've sort of managed to do a little bit more. You're so right in the kind of
1: the negative narrative that comes with getting older because... To still be here is wonderful and to have the privilege of getting older is amazing. But you're fighting that constantly with, again, you know, it's, it's similar to being in a bigger body. The world doesn't really want you to be in a bigger body. The world doesn't want women specifically to get older and it's just constant barrage of everyone complaining about the bad things about getting older. Especially when or, you're
0: bombarded with like anti-aging creams and like how to look 10 years younger. It's so discouraging.
2: But it sells as well. That's yeah. the other thing is that, I mean, I completely get why the beauty industry and all the other industries, they go after that narrative of anti-aging, anti-wrinkle, you because that sells massively. Because we do want to try and keep our skin fresh and looking its best. But I do think that sometimes I just wish that we could just drop that slightly. But I do think times are changing. So, for example, with the menopause, about... Four years ago, if I spoke about menopause like I do, my follower count would drop. Really? Literally, it was like take me out, you know, like. <laughs> it, boo, 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 boo. it just was like, oh, okay, guys, but you do all understand that we're all going to go through this. Mm. Even when I was growing up, menopause was older people. Mm. It, it wasn't for people who were my age and my friends. Now, you know, we're supposed to be grey haired twin set and so even for me I was completely not ready and I I had a hysterectomy when I was 40 and they said you're going to go into um, menopause at a normal time and straight away things were happening and I was like I'm sure I'm sure this must be menopause but it took me from when I was 40 to 45 to get a doctor that actually listened. Really? And now wow, that's it's, a, a, long it's time. a much, much better situation. But all I kept being told was, you're too young. And I say, but I've, I've yeah. just, I've had a hysterectomy and these things are happening. And I was so, so lucky that I got invited to an event, which was Dr. Louise Newson. So she's from the Newson Clinic. She was giving a talk. And she started to list these symptoms. Mm. And to me, the only symptoms I really knew were sweating, you know, night yeah. hot flushes and dry vaginas, because that's all we're sold that's about. All I know. There was over 30 at the time, but I think it's like over 50 symptoms. Really? And she was going through all these things. She was like, dry mouth, like this. And sometimes, honestly, it sounded like I was communicating with dolphins. <laughs> really? <laughs> and wow. and when she said it, and I was like, that's me. Oh, okay. And then you go through and you realize, you know, the anxiety, these heart palpitations that I was feeling, all these different things. And I sat there and I just thought, I'm, I felt so empowered. And then she had a checklist on her website. So I printed it off, ticked all the boxes and I was ready to go into battle with the doctor. And Just so happens that that time I go in already, there was a doctor who just. She turned to me and she said, "Well, you're definitely in menopause. We don't even need a blood test for this. You've been going through this for ages. Let's get you on HRT." And I just sat sobbing. I can imagine. It must be such a relief in there. And she was bless her. She just sat listening, and she was brilliant. But she was a menopause specialist at my GP surgery that no one. Told me about. No one told I, you. i would seen various doctors over five years and not one had said, Oh, do you know what? We've got this specialist here that, you know, might be able might to talk, want to, to, talk you. to you. Yeah. Because that is you know, awful. you're feeling like you're losing your mind.
0: Mm. And that is so common, isn't it? Even like my mum my mum's normally a really positive person and she's never really struggled with like anxiety, depression or anything. And she was feeling like to the point where she was actually I won't say suicidal, but thinking, feeling like she didn't really didn't want to be here anymore. She was like like because I've always struggled with anxiety and she was saying to me my heart feels like it's racing and I'm sensationalizing things and I'm thinking worst case scenario she's like is this what is this what it's like and I'm like yeah she went to the doctor and my old doctor and the first thing that they did was they put on antidepressants and she's still on them because and it's only literally in the last six months because of people like you because of like documentaries like what Davina's doing that she's like do you know what I don't think this is right and she's now on HRT and these patches. And she's trying to wean herself off. But she, I just really wish she hadn't have had to, to do that. But it, it's I so, know. it seems so common.
2: That happens so much. Hopefully now, all my friends who have been recently, they've all just been offered HRT like straight away. And HRT isn't the answer for everyone. That's the other thing. And then there's also people who have had cancer treatment. You know, there are various people who can't have HRT. So they've got to look to other avenues. Also, I feel like with me at the time, I actually just needed more than HRT in some ways. I just needed a doctor to go, yes.
0: Yeah, to validate.
2: This is menopause. Rather than go, you're too young, you know, everyone's different i lost a lot of my life i lost a lot of time where i just i, I didn't want to go out i just felt very very trapped and so lonely and then to have someone just say yes this is menopause i can't tell you the feel you know i can mm. get quite emotional now thinking about that moment because i i was so ready to just start screaming and demanding hrt i think it's incredibly hard but before i had anxiety come and it it hit me like a ton of bricks yeah. but I couldn't understand it was anxiety I just I was shooting with um a new photographer who's super lovely in Covent Garden and then it finished and then I just kept having these waves come over me and I thought god I could actually pass out I just need to go and sit down or something and she noticed and she said oh, come and sit down and then while we're in there, the heart palpitations got so much. My head was swaying. I thought it was going to pass out. There were so many physical symptoms were happening. I, I thought I was having a heart attack. You know, I felt encased in concrete and I just sat there and I thought, I've just met this poor woman and she's sitting there having to literally hold my hand. And I, I didn't know how I would get home. And it, I calmed down and I got home, but it took me probably a week to understand that was I anxious? Like, was I, is that anxiety? And then it all started to fit into place. Things like before menopause and, and being anxious, you know, I could hear a sirens in the day and, you know, you think you might hear it and then you move on. If I heard a siren, I'd have to work out where all the children were. Which way do I think that? Is that a police car? Is it an ambulance? Is it this? Which way is it going? Is it going towards them? And constant. I couldn't watch the news because, you know, Chris was working in London. Anything was happening in London. That's it. It just was so all encompassing mm,
0: sounds exhausting
2: it was so tiring all the time and then there was an answer there that I wasn't given for a long time and then you know hrt takes a while to find your balance and find the right mix for you but for me i felt like i got my life back and that's that's so crazy to think that all that time it's upsetting because I often I think, oh, I missed out on that. And I missed out on that because I couldn't make, I couldn't get myself to go to these things. And just because of anxiety, and it's given me that viewpoint. It was before I was probably a bit hard to anxiety or people suffering from it. Because I think before you feel it, you can think, well, that's just being nervous, isn't it? Isn't it Mm. just, can you not work your way around it? But it's debilitating and it's it literally makes you freeze. Yeah.
0: I think it's one of those things anxiety and depression unless you have experienced it yourself i think it is very difficult to relate and to empathize because you don't know how physical it is like my dad is of the impression of just like oh cheer up you'll be all right and but it isn't it's very very serious same with same with menopause it's physical isn't it and mental well i can't wait i don't know about you lauren but i'm really excited for it
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is one of the most important things i've been saying lately with menopause is i think it's amazing that ever Everyone's talking about it mm. and taking the shame away from it because I think there is a lot of that. And also working against, love them to bits, people like my mom and other people. But, you know, well, we just got through it. Yeah, It's like, I know, we don't have to. Yes. And yes, I have a lot of trauma associated with menopause in that, you know, bless my mum, loveliest person, but she became awful to live with. Mm. Just awful you know, a really angry person and it wasn't her. And, you know, looking back, I can see that now, but it's it's really hard. And I did not want to put that on my, I didn't want them thinking, oh God, don't want to go, mum's there. You know, I'd hate that. And so I've been so open with them because, you know, the girls are going to go through menopause. The boys might have partners or mother-in-laws or all sorts going through menopause. You've got we've got to try and stop this shame that's attached to it. Mm. You know, like with periods. Periods we can talk about now, and you know, there's less silliness about it. I remember even when the girls started their periods. You know, I, some mums would be like, "Oh, have you have you spoken to them about?" You know, <laughs> it all gets a bit Miranda, doesn't it? it <laughs> does a little bit. But there are positives because think about this, guys. No periods. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Happy days. Mr. Impo thinks he's the milk train man now thinks he's anytime, anyplace, anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't quite work like that, but you know. <laughs>
0: So this episode is sponsored by Wild Deodorant. Now we all know how important it is to get a good deodorant that lasts, and I cannot tell you how brilliant Wild is. There's a reason why they are the UK's number one natural deodorant company because it actually works. I've been using it for about nine months now, maybe even a bit longer. And before that, I found that I'd either have to reapply or be sweating, and I would be smelly. And it was something I was really subconscious of. So I switched to Wild Deodorant, and I was. It was one of those like, oh my god so not only does it work but it also smells amazing i i genuinely like could not love it anymore
1: they are also changing the game in terms of how you buy deodorant so they're making it really easy and convenient so you'll never be caught short again they have this refillable aluminium case and it's completely customizable so you can choose your perfect case color and then your scent and you can even put your name on the case and i know laura you've got one with your initials on it love that for you and listen to these scent options everyone we've got fresh cotton and sea salt
0: well, that's my favorite
1: coconut dream would probably be my favorite sandalwood and patchouli and mint and eucalyptus
0: oh i sound so fancy there's so many lovely scents and so many of them like i want to eat that <laughs> yeah what you were saying about the convenience is true because they do flexible subscriptions so refills like they come straight to your door and you can choose how often they get delivered but you can also buy them in store at boots waitrose and sainsbury's
1: Ooh, so if you fancy trying out wild deodorant you can get 20 percent off your first order using the code love so head to wearewild.com and use code love L-O-V-E to get 20% off.
0: Hello, I'm Carlson Smith. I'm Jack P. Shepard. And I'm Ben Price. We make up the Sofa Cinema Club and we are back for a brand new series. We've got one thing in common. We love films. But that's where our similarities end. Each week we sit down together to watch one film and discuss what we loved, hated and rated. However, there is one thing that we can agree on. And that's that you should listen to Sofa Cinema Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us right now.
1: I love that the conversation is happening because, you know, as women who aren't there yet, it's kind of like you're looking at it and all you see is the negative stuff and all we, all I've really known, we're coming into this all and really known, my periods are going to stop, I'm going to be really hot. I think that's it.
2: Don't forget the dry vagina. The brands love
1: to talk about that. (laughs) Okay, cool. So we've got that. So this is what I'm doing. And then, yeah, you're right. I'm seeing my mum go through it and my mum is not having the best time and it's really difficult. We're not going to sugarcoat the menopause and say it's wonderful times. It's difficult. I'm not like, I can wait for it to happen. But... Like I wouldn't want anyone to feel shame about it because if fifty percent of the population are going through it, why on earth? Like we're not going to make each other feel shame about it. But it comes
2: down to age again. I think it's that menopause equals oh, I'm old. And when I had a hysterectomy, so I was just turning. I had it for my fortieth birthday. What oh, a happy
0: birthday to but you!
2: I remember googling, and I was like. Where are the young people having this? You know, whenever I saw it, it would be like this vision of somebody really, really old having to have this hysterectomy, and I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm 39, nearly 40, and I'm having a hysterectomy. Somebody help!" I think it is because all these things are connected to being old, and we are in a society where getting older, we haven't quite grasped that that brilliance, but you know. I get it because as you get older it hurts more things it's a bit harder but I'm I'm all for just trying to get as much especially after this little spell with waiting Mm. for treatment for menopause where I felt sort of stuck for a while I'm very much like okay let's go for it
0: let's it does sound like there are some positives here so I think like from what i gather menopause shit but more manageable now than it was and also sounds like when you come out the other side of it hormones do kind of settle down again maybe with or without some help and then you're kind of all right again yeah I mean, I'm hoping so. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> that's my goal. So when you had your hysterectomy, was that, I imagine for, a, I, I don't know, but I'm just I'm just wondering if for some women it might feel like you're then, you're like, right, well, I'm definitely not having any more children. I'm not like fertile, all of that. Like, was there like a lot of emotion that came with that?
2: It feels strange now to think back, but I kept saying, oh, oh gosh, I... Well, I feel like a woman. Well, I feel like me. Mm. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't notice that my womb is not (laughs) there. In my head, I was really having to combat that thing that I was old and that I was past it because that's it now. But I needed to. My periods were getting heavier and heavier and literally most of the month. So, it was just exhausting. And the best story I have about my hysterectomy is we went to see this doctor and again, I was expecting to have to fight for, because I was 39 for this hysterectomy. And she said, let's just whip it out. And I said, oh, fab. And I, you know, I felt all that emotion. And at that point, Chris turned and went, are you joking? And, I, and of course she turned to him and was like, oh, and he went, and I still I laugh because the doctor and I were laughing so much two weeks before he'd had a vasectomy. Uh. always <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's
1: like poetic justice. I
2: love it. And he was like, what now? And I was, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, got to be sure, you know. And he was just completely in shock. But yeah, it's just one of those things. And I think it, yeah, as we say, it comes down to age. I don't know how we combat that. I don't know how we stop ourselves feeling old, but then because we can't stop society telling mm. us, can we? That's the thing. But I think by all of us talking, and it's a bit like me being the size I am, it feels like some days, some days it feels like this is getting easier, that I I am more acceptable. I mean, obviously that's about one out of six because then I might try and go shopping which is ridiculous. How Why would you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was so stupid the other day because the girls were needed something. So we went to a shopping center and I haven't been to a shopping center for so long. I stupidly thought, oh, God, I wonder if that. No. I don't know how many X's there <laughs> were before the L. But I thought, well, I might give that a go. Well, let's just say it was a bad week after that because why does my head tell me? To try them. Mm-mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I reckon, look at those. Yeah, they're going to fit.
0: No, don't do it. It's painful, isn't it? I, I don't even bother anymore shopping on no, the high I street. Or, it's
1: not fun. Online not shopping, fun. cry in your bedroom, job done. <laughs> <laughs> Which is devastating, isn't it? There's not one oh. right, you know, that I don't think it's going to change very quickly, you know, this real adversity to women getting older. But what I will say is I think that you know, as the world moves on, I think the 50 of now is not the 50 of mm. 30 years ago.
2: Yeah. And I think that comes from sharing, doesn't it? I think the the big thing is when I talk about menopause and I, I don't tend to talk about it like on the daily because then you become like this menopause expert and I am just going through it. At least I can direct people to places, which is something that I I didn't have you know, five years ago. So you can go, oh, try this lady, follow this person. There's this app, you know, there's an app for menopause now and there's various things that you can log stuff and it's just brilliant. They may have been like 10 years ago, groups of women, like friendship groups of women go through the menopause and they weren't talking about it and hope that they are now. I swear, me and my friends weren't. So because I was early, I felt like nobody really understood and my friends were lovely about it and then obviously we've sort of moved on and they're there at the point and they've got help and it's brilliant but this time last year we were all away for the night and we sat there and we were all chatting away about HRT menopause and I went oh my I actually said isn't this amazing and thank goodness we did because one of my friends had just got testosterone which is i mean that is the holy grail let me tell you but you have to go private it's it's just the the wow <laughs> anyway luckily she had got the prescription and not got this stuff first cuz she said oh i was reading up about it and it says you have to be dry how do you know how long do you have to wait i don't understand and dry and not hot that was the other thing dry and not hot <laughs> and i said um, you do realize that they mean like after a shower You've got to be dry and your skin has not got to be hot. Where are you considering putting this testosterone? And she was, she was thinking that's where it's got to go. So, thank goodness that there are friendship groups because otherwise, I'd have had friends putting that up there and waiting until it's wet and cold. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, how long would she have sat on the side of a bed waiting
0: for that to be wet and cold? I mean. It's the joys of menopause yeah we definitely do need to talk about it more because it does affect so much because even like I remember working with somebody and like everyone was like oh she's mental she's mental oh. and we would have like daily discussions of like oh fucking what's she gonna say next and then it wasn't until my boss actually brought me in once and she said just just to give you a heads up she said I, I think she's going through the menopause and I've been reading up on it and it people say that it can change your whole personality and I'm like I remember honestly at the time I was thinking give over like you're giving her way too much credit she's She's actually just a bit of a bitch, like, and she's hard work. I mean, there
2: is that. I have said, what if I am just a bit of a bitch now? Like, what if it is there, like, that constant? Because I'm telling you, some of the stuff that I was thinking, luckily, I had just about enough control of my mouth, but some of the stuff I thought was awful. And, like, when you think about work, I I work from home, I was really, you know, so lucky. I think there was a report, and it's something like sixty-four percent of women had left their careers because of menopause. That's that's astonishing. That is a huge Mm. number of brilliant women that we're losing during that time because they weren't getting the help and support. And there's fantastic things happening now within companies that have met a structure. But my goodness, these women that are, you know, in offices and the working environment that, that can't be like me that just was like, okay, today I'm staying under this duvet and probably going to cry all day. Mm. You know, it, it, you've got to get up and get going. And also my kids were older, so I could talk to them. But, you know, a lot of women my age have younger children. How the hell do yeah, you manage? Yeah, explain like, that
0: to them. They're not going to understand, I don't yeah. yeah.
2: You know, I could say to mine, I'm so sorry. I'm a bitch at the moment. It's, mm. it's the menopause, you know? Vicky, I was
0: wanting to ask you how, how the menopause and getting older has affected your relationship with your body. Cause a lot of people say that when they get older, they feel invisible.
2: I think for me, what, what's happened, especially in a bigger body, and this is what I'm really, I've got this struggle at the moment is I've sort of, come not I hate saying come to terms with my size because that sounds like I've gone oh do you know what I'll just give in I'm happy with hoop like this like Ugh. but it's not I I'm literally comfortable with my body and how it looks but because of my age and because of menopause and your bones weaken it's really hurting and so now I've got this thing of like oh. but now I'm up against decades of how my brain has told me to lose weight or how society has, you know, restrict food like everything and and everything becomes so horrible and I think I think less than I've got this internal battle rather than my body itself. I I look at my body especially with clothes on. I mean with clothes off I'm like, "Whoa, yeah, that's a bit different. I didn't expect that." And I'm not a massive mirror you know, lover, I don't stand in front of it that often, but I think I've got this thing in my head now in that I've got to try and future-proof my bones and like give give my body the best shot that I can. Mm. But then losing weight when you're over 45 and menopausal, it's harder physically. And I think mentally I've sort of exhausted myself with That battle, I think it's again
1: this menopause thing of, I no, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight because sometimes gain weight through menopause as well, and it goes to your tummy. Sometimes think there's something scientific that happens there. It's it's protecting all your organs or something, and it all goes there. That's a good thing, Um, and and obviously you know there was something that one of the morning shows did a while ago about how to tackle meno belly
2: and I just lost my I lost my shit yeah. please don't start giving it names because it's trendy and that's what it felt like it was like oh menopause is a buzzword I woke up and I put that on and it was a proper face plant emoji time I just thought, wow. It was awful.
1: And, and, and I love, they were doing it in like a menopause sort of special week and that's fantastic. But it was like the first
2: or second day. It and- was the term menobelly as well. I was like, are we still doing that? Are we still doing that? Like, please. It was really upsetting. I was so upset by it.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Here are some stats that um, we've got from Nuffield Health. This absolutely blew my mind. This says symptoms can last up to 15 years. Over 60% of women experience symptoms resulting in behaviour changes. Uh, Women commonly complain about feeling as though they are going mad. Almost half of menopausal women say they feel depressed. A third of women say they suffer with anxiety. And two thirds of women say there is a general lack of support and understanding.
2: It feels really, really sad. (laughs) But I do feel like we are on this cusp of a wave of understanding And the more people that are talking about it and just, you know, the fact that you guys, you know, at your age are thinking, do you know what? Let's do a podcast and get someone in and chat about menopause. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant because you're, you're sort of future proofing your hearts in a way, because, you know, the more that you can not be scared or understand is just brilliant and the fact that you're sharing that i think it's just joy and i think it's one of those that okay yeah you know i'm not buzzing to go through it
1: but also i wasn't really buzzing to go through puberty did it smashed it got out the other side do you know what mm, I mean I was real it. good got them when, literally went to sleep with a B cup woke up a D cup
2: don't really understand what happened because <laughs> I was the worst <laughs> mum ever like it's just me isn't it because Liberty used to always be like because obviously I've got a large chest and obviously when you're a little girl and you're flat she'd be like when <laughs> does that happen <laughs> when, did, when do those happen for me and I'd be like you got, you're going to go to bed and one day you're going to try and get out of bed and you're just going to flop on the floor because you'll be weighed down by the <laughs> <laughs> massive. I mean, pup- it's hard, isn't it? I do think that that's changing as well. So even when Liberty started her periods, nobody spoke about it at school. So I'd be like, "Oh, if you haven't got a pad or anything, ask one of your friends." Like if she messaged me, oh, "I think I'm starting my period today," I'd be like, "Ask someone." No, can't. You know, and yet a few years later when it was Millie, you know, they're all chatting and then there's little boxes in the girls toilets. I mean, how that's taken t- till recently mad, to have these things mm. out available free is crazy. Like I went to the rugby club and the girls toilets had a big basket of tampons and all sorts of stuff, you know, and I thought, "Wow, this is amazing. How brilliant." And then I thought How have we waited until 2022 Mm. for this stuff to be
0: available? One thing we were actually going to ask you as well, you're a mum, you've got two girls, is that right? Two boys. Yeah. You've obviously had a bit of a rough rough ride, I would say, with your body confidence over the years. Like you've spoken quite honestly about your weight and things like that. How do you raise body confident kids? Oh, do
2: you know, it's in some ways it's been my biggest fear in that I didn't ever want to transfer any of anything that I've been through or... Thought about myself. I didn't want any of that transferred to them. So, the things that we spoke about, my husband and I, I was a gymnast, which was a huge source of all the many problems. Don't get me wrong, I loved being a gymnast, it was my life. But I got weighed no. every day from the age of eight. Oh, Vicky, that's awful. So, a lot of my stuff came from that. But then The biggest thing for me was when I was 15 and I had all these problems with my joints and my body literally couldn't be a gymnast anymore and I had to stop. But quite suddenly I got depressed and used food because food had been quite restricted. And so... We were very much like sport, I think is a wonderful, wonderful thing and exercise is brilliant and it can keep you quite busy and entertained as kids. But I didn't want them to do what I called singular stuff. So I wanted them to be part of teams and I wanted them to just enjoy sport and not be Mm. about being an elite athlete and being the best. And we don't have scales. They don't know how much they weigh. They've never been bothered it's it's a tricky one and with the boys there is this tendency like everyone will discuss a boy's size it's just the weirdest thing because we'd had two girls you're not going to stand on the side of a netball court and go wow look at the size of her she's (laughs) amazing wow you know all of this but you're allowed to do it to a 13 year old boy like i was standing there and oscar grew really early So you'd get these people and they were like, oh, look at the size of him. Mm. I saw it in him because he came home from school, probably year eight, and somebody had seen his label of his trousers and he was like, oh, I wish my my legs weren't so fat. I want to cry. I was Mm. like, darling. It just is heartbreaking because all that time trying to protect my girls from being like me, and I kind of naively, for, not forgot, because, you know, we we were there for them, yeah. but I didn't realize that Oscar being this size had actually affected him. And we had to say, it, it doesn't, it like, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. It doesn't matter what yeah. size your legs are. You know, and Tommy would be like, oh, you don't realize how lucky we are to have these legs. You know, we're powerful, we're strong. And it's, it's super hard, but trying to be body positive around them you know I things slip out of my mouth and I think oh no I shouldn't have said that in front of them but I'll just chat through with them because I don't say if I try something on I'm like oh do I look fat in this I but I probably would have it's always trying to just talk about things without that size connotation which is so hard and it just comes out and so it's it's been really hard but we've tried to use sport as a positive
1: i think
0: that's
2: so wonderful
0: me too
1: as we come to the end of honesty it's been such an interesting chat with you and i just wondered if we could finish maybe you mentioned like resources and stuff if you've got any like advice and tips that you can give to whoever's listening whatever age they are and how it's going to impact them just to just to help them
2: out so i think it's really important i think instagram specifically can be a super hard place because i realized i didn't follow that many women that were actually my age. So it helps to follow people that are talking menopause. So obviously, Davina. Another great person is Lisa Snowden. She talks a lot of menopause. Oh, I
1: like her. Yeah,
2: and she's really lovely with it. Just super supportive and always pointing people in the right direction. I think that's what's really important when there's celebrities talking. Dr. Louise Newson, the Newson Clinic, that was my turning point. They've got an app called Balance. Balance there's so much it's just it's actually mind-blowing now whereas it used to be like this hello (laughs) is there anybody going through menopause and then now it's just glorious oh that's been so good thank you so much I still can't get over EastEnders because I think before I met you there was somebody this is what happened somebody had come up to me said oh I know you and I was like oh do you and she was like yeah you've been in EastEnders and I was like oh no I haven't and then I told you that story I think but then you've actually taken that
0: as I was in
2: EastEnders (laughs) well I thought I was going
0: mad because I thought I've just made that up haven't I or no do you know what because I thought yeah you have made that up but
2: then it's all coming back to it's all coming back yeah Yeah. I was a bit drunk
0: at that (laughs) event to be fair
1: (laughs) Oh, Laura, my flat is getting so cosy with all the winter decoration and just throws everywhere, my little fake fire going. But I'll tell you what I need to complete the glorious winter image is a glass of red wine in my hand. And also you and Buddy by my side.
0: (laughs) You need to come and see Buddy more. He misses you. (laughs) But yeah, absolutely, I could not agree more. This time of year, it's red wine season. Like it is just red wine season, isn't it? And I think it's perfect cozy winter weather and it just completes the evening. Um, I'm really looking forward to trying some new wines actually this winter, which is why I'm very excited to be partnering with Wine50.
1: Yes, if you're not sure where to start with wine or you just want to try something new, Wine 52 is perfect. And if you use code LOVE, you can get a free case of three wines. And all you have to do is pay the £8.95 postage fee. That is such
0: a bargain, can I just say? Three <laughs> wines, right? Three five.
1: wines!
0: <laughs> so if you don't know, uh, if you haven't heard of Wine 52, they're a wine discovery club. They focus on a different region every month. So the wine experts handpick three wines from the best independent wineries to send to members. They've pre previously featured wine from Sicily Bordeaux the Rhone Valley uh, and loads more and you can even customise it actually which is cool uh, and pick whether you want white red or a mixture
1: and you get two snacks to go with your wines obviously we're a big fan of that yeah love a snack (laughs) and their magazine Glug again best name for a wine magazine ever uh, which will tell you all about the wine the winemakers and the region it's honestly it's it's such a good thing to get in time for Christmas as well then after you get your free case you'll join the monthly wine club there's no minimum commitment so if it's not for you you can pause or cancel at any time and
0: i think that's a nice christmas present as well isn't it i do of wine um so if you want to try it out head to wine52.com forward slash love to get a free case of wine which normally costs 32 pounds that's w-i-n-e the numbers 52.com forward slash love l-a-v-e to get your free case of wine all you have to do is pay the 8.95 postage fee that was such an interesting episode. I'm so glad we finally did it. We actually got a message as well. I wanted to talk to you about on our Instagram about the PCOS episode that we did a few weeks ago. So one of our lovely listeners said, I saw your post about the PCOS slash body hair episode and y'all have no idea how much it meant to scroll by someone who looks like me showing their natural face and not pushing diet culture, fear or backwards ideas about gender while doing it. I'm not out about it, so I didn't feel comfortable commenting on the episode post. But I wanted to say thank you for helping make the world an easier place to be in our own skin.
1: That's got to be the nicest compliment that we could be, get like, you know, of anything, you know, for people to feel more comfortable exactly who they are. That's just... Yeah, it's just so nice. And I'm so pleased.
0: Yeah, me too. I had a lot of DMs after that episode as well, saying that from people that were saying that they had PCOS and that they felt really alone in dealing with it. And so I'm really glad we did that episode. I think it was really worthwhile.
1: Same, totally same. And and I've, I've had conversations with people in my life who didn't know that, I didn't know that they had it. And we talked about it as a result. And it was just, oh, it's just so interesting. So I'm so pleased we did it as well. And we also had another message from Katie who said, I just saw Moulin Rouge today at the West End and I actually got a bit emotional when a plus-size woman was part of the quartet who opened the show singing Lady Marmalade. She was wearing the corset, the suspenders, the lot and she looked incredible and so sexy. It just gave me so much hope that maybe things are starting to change and it showed me how much representation really matters. You know, that just goes on so nicely from our chat about Funny Girl last week. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. The lack of representation and I am yet to see Moulin Rouge. I'm seeing it next year with my sister. I cannot wait. But... When there is body representation in a West End show, for me, the vibe of the audience changes and it's amazing. So the shows that I've seen where there's been bigger performers and actors and singers, it's just it just feels so much more welcoming. Like, you know when we went to see Legally Blonde mm. in the summer?
0: Oh, such an inclusive cast, wasn't the it? The
1: cast was so inclusive on all mm. aspects and it was just amazing. So, oh, Katie, I'm glad to have a lovely time at Moulin Rouge and we are just so here for more... Bigger babes on the West End of Broadway.
0: We also saw this post on the Facebook group this week from Becky, who said I went out with my cleavage on show yesterday. I usually feel really self-conscious about having my baps, love that word, on display, (laughs) but I love this bra and for once it's designed to be seen. I also had a lovely lady come up to me and tell me I was stunning and I said thank you rather than freaking out. How often do we do that when someone gives us a compliment like, oh no, no, don't, I look awful or, 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 or my dress is cheap or, do you know what I mean, we always do that. So, well done, Becky, I'm so proud of you. That's Brilliant.
1: Take the compliment and also give the compliments. Like if I see somebody who looks beautiful wonderful confident whatever i will go up to them and tell them because i know how it feels to receive that compliment so go Mm. and tell someone today go and tell someone they look great or they look happy or something wonderful go do it yeah
0: it really does make a difference so um well done becky and let's all try and be a little bit more becky this week thank you so much for listening and remember to mark your calendars for our live show so excited tickets are on sale next tuesday or for you apple and patreon subscribers you can pre-order from Friday the show will be in West London on Friday March the 3rd so don't forget to put it in your calendars
1: we will chat to you next week but in the meantime check out our Instagram at go love yourself pod and our Facebook group go love yourself community if you want a bit more go love yourself action in the week but until then we will see you later we love you bye
0: crowd network place where you belong.
2: Hello, I'm La 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 Let Me Explain and this is It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas and anything else you throw my way join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together
0: from sony music entertainment listen and follow on apple podcasts spotify amazon music or wherever you get your podcasts